With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen and all you other people, this is TFG and Mike. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice... Ignore any numbering in this episode that I mention, please. I've had to move some things around. I can no longer number them as .5 episodes anymore, so even though you're still getting the same great podcasting content, if you're hearing this message, just ignore the episode numbering for a while. Thanks, and on with the show. This is Jason David Frank, and you're listening to the Geek Cast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So, without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now, here inside The Pull Bag. Hello and welcome to The Pull Bag, as we are coming to you from the Command Center here on the GeekCast Radio Network. I'm of course TFG and Mike. Joining me for Mighty Morphin March 2022 is Mr. Jesse Raz. The ultimate Power Ranger! Woo ha 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 ha! And you, sir, are finally getting the answers you have begged for for years. Yes. Um, maybe. So, <laughs> no, no, no. so I'm working on a plan for us to cover more than, than what we're going to be covering this month. But I have looked at other things and you have always said to me, what in the hell is the Phantom Ranger blah blah? Well, they've done that. I've and seen... I read it. I got okay. it for Christmas from my kids. And so I so the the short end of it is we got answers. Do yeah. we understand some of those answers? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I have not read it yet. I, I still have to get it, but one of the answers that we kind of get here, other than the fact of 30 years ago. Three actors went off into the sunset to, you know, do a peace summit. Well, that's technically, I like, I'm loving this. This is cool. You know, is, uh, I, I think we, I think the last time we talked, I think we touched on this a little bit, but I really like how they sort of retconned what in reality was a pay dispute and some other yeah. stuff and a bad right job on the show into a whole other storyline because I knew at some point we were going to come to this and I love Jason. I will always be, you'll always be my guy. 
Um, and I love Trini and I love Zach. And so I knew at some point I was like, man, it's going to suck when we have to say goodbye to these characters. And so keeping them on and writing this whole there, it, I freaking love it. And it's one of the smartest things they did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those that don't know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 11, Necessary Evil Part 1 is what we are discussing in this episode and the first episode of Mighty Morphin March here inside the pull bag. Written by Ryan Parrott, illustrated by Danielle DiNuluco. DiNuluco. I'm sorry, Daniel. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, yeah, yeah. I suck. I know. Uh, Walter. I can't eat. <laughs> Amazing colorists, amazing letterers. Ed Dukeshire is the letterer. I just wish that some of these other names were pronounceable for me personally, folks, but they're not. And this collects – what I find interesting and what I love about the trade paperbacks for this mm-hmm. series is that we know that technically this is issue 40, 41, 42, 43. Right. The trades list them as chapters, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm 40 chapters into a Power Rangers comic book. It kind of, it kind of feels like that. And yeah. You know, what's, what's nice, uh, you know, they've kind of, you know, at this point, you know, they've wrapped up because they had two series going, so now we're we're telling two stories in one kind of series, and... Um, you know, one thing that's been nice, and I'm glad because you were mentioned, you know, colorists and artists and stuff um, that they've really kept going is how vibrant these comics are. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you have a very colorful superhero team, but everything just pops off the page. It is, I, I mean, even when artist, you know, artists changing hands, it is still just a beautiful uh, piece of artwork. Yep. Yeah, everything in this, the backgrounds, the colors, the lines, the care, even the like, – I've said this in the other ones that we've done and the other ones that my buddy Steve Megatron and I did because we did the first six volumes and then I brought you on for Shattered Grid. Mm-hmm. <sighs> everything about this to me is my Power Rangers. Like, yes, I, yeah. was, th- I was 13 when MMPR debuted. I watched it and whatever and, you know, and then I kept up with several of the series going forward. I have some favorites just like everybody has some favorites and I have some that I just don't care for, yada, yada, yada. But what this comic book and what Boom Studios and their staff have done is essentially a love letter to Power Rangers. You would not get this in a television show 30 years. Oh, God. Oh, no. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> Next year is the 30th anniversary. It's the 30. Well, you know, I mean, in, in, you know, here's the thing, though. Every every five years, we should be excited about the anniversary because we've been getting sort of these anniversary shows. Some have been better than others, you know, to kind of diverge. You know, Forever Red was really good, you know, had its pluses and minuses. So we've been, we've been getting these. So we should be excited about these, these anniversaries and not thinking about how ancient we are. Um, Let me tell you, as far as I can remember, forever red was the, I'm just going to say it uh, forever red. When was that? That was Ninja storm. That was wild force. That was wild force. Right, right, right. Uh, 
Yeah, Forever Red, and when Tommy got the Master Morpher. That was and, that was uh, right, Ninja Steel. Right, Ninja Steel, right. Those two are probably my favorites. How they try – like, I am sorry. Television, unless you're going to go off and do a completely separate series on Netflix or on Hulu or on wherever – they butchered the crap out of Kyle Higgins' Shattered Grid on television. That was horrible. I well, it, it, it was nice, though, that they sort of paid homage to it, I guess. You know, because you're, you're not – because at the core of it, it's still a kid show. And the thing that, you know, Saban, Saban finally decided – he's like, I don't – and I know Hasbro owns them now, but, yeah. but like, the formula was – you always got to have more toys coming out. You always got to have more toys coming out and continuity doesn't really build that. And so they, they still stuck with that. You know, um, you're the inter- big anniversary season, uh, super mega force, you know, mm-hmm. that had a lot of potential. And I watched the Sentai version of that and that Sentai, and I didn't watch all, you know, I haven't watched many Sentai, but I watched that version. Mm-hmm. That was a much, if, if, you know, they put a little bit more effort into it, but that's what I guess. Bring it back to the comics. That's what's nice about this is you get that that kind of fan service. You get that sort of yeah. um, storytelling. But what's interesting is I don't know if you've been following this, but like um, Toei, who provides the Sentai footage, right. Hasbro's kind of cut ties with them. So it looks like Hasbro <laughs> is gonna maybe attempt to go off and kind of do their own thing. We're not really sure because I think this next season is the last one they have. So it'll be interesting to see if we get something that aligns a little bit more with the comics or if we get something that is pretty formulaic to Power Rangers and that, you know, Hey, there's a new sword every three episodes because we want to, we want to sell toys. So, you know, there may be some potential there, but you know, but now the comics seem to be really filling in a lot of those holes. Yeah. Um, Pretty nice. Yeah, the comics are, and I had like when this series, when the original, because this is still the original Mighty Morphin Boom series, they ended it at issue fifty-five, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Whatever, I don't. Whatever. It's, 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 it's a, a, it's a in the comic. No, I know, I, yep, I know, but it's just one of those things where when this was a thing and when this debuted, especially more so, like. More so when Shattered Grid was announced, because mm-hmm. when that was announced, I was like, ooh, Power Rangers comics? Ooh, I have six volumes before I can, you know, actively really die. And, like, they have – and we've talked about this in the other Power Rangers episodes we've done on the podcast, where they are crafting the story. They're taking hints and things from the original continuity, but they're still t- – like, right now – what we're about to start is Tommy Oliver entering that white light. And what they did with it here is completely different from the show. And I like well, that. It, it, what's nice is, is it is, but it isn't. So, you know, we get, we get the same series of events, but we get it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know, on the TV show, we got the little half an hour, three-parter, two-parter, whatever it was. Yeah. But we, but the thing was, is behind the scenes, the reason why it happened was, you know, we had behind the scenes, we had, um, you know, three actors who were trying to leave. 
you wanted to introduce a sixth ranger because six rangers sells and there was tiger sword footage so you had to create that somehow Mm -hmm. um so you had all that stuff going on behind the scenes um so you had to create a reason for that here they changed the reasoning a little bit um you know they tied it into them, you know, Zach Trini and Jason leaving. Leaving, yeah. Jason, which, which in reality, you know, there's a scene in the show when Tommy is announced as the White Ranger, and Zordon makes an offhanded comment like, "So I take it you approve of the new leader of the Power Rangers?" Yeah. And Jason gives an answer that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that wasn't originally Zordon's line. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Why did you all of a sudden usurp Jason as the leader? This is why, and this makes sense. And so yeah. it makes for a fuller story. Yeah. I'm just saying the events of how the fact that obviously Tommy was the Green Ranger, yeah. the candle, the this, the that. In the comic, it is handled completely different. And it yes. took them 40 cha- – it took them 39 chapters to get to – adapting or making their own version of white light. And I am just loving it. Well, and I'm I'm, honestly, I'm kind of glad too, because, you know, one of the things that, you know, as those of us go back and look at the show with nostalgia, you know, it's, it's a kid's show and it's very quick. And, (laughs) you know, even though there's like 32 episodes, this allows you to build up some nostalgia, but you get to marinate in it and you get to tell some unfinished stories that you didn't have. You get to build the team together. They get some camaraderie. So I'm glad that they did that. And then the shattered grid, which was the anniversary episode we should have had on TV, but we weren't going to get, we got that storyline, you know, and we've talked in the past too, about how um, beyond the grid really didn't hold up as a follow up to shattered grid. Whereas yeah. I think Necessary Evil is a nice follow-up. That should have been yeah. what followed up Shattered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Beyond the Grid felt like, and we talked about this in the last episode of the show that we did, it felt like they were trying to like if someone had, they felt it felt like they were trying the creators were trying to say hey here's your jumping on point not that you don't need to read shattered grid yeah. for anyone who's coming into a comic book shop for the first time and seeing power rangers issue 31 right you know and say here jump on here and follow us and have an adventure that no one knows about. Whereas us old guys are like, what the, f- who is this character? What kind yeah. of, anyway, anyway. Yeah. So they do a talking- really good, they do a really good job of that in the beginning. And, yeah. you know, it, it, I, in my it, head, I read it as previously on Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely have, have that in my head all the time with this one. I love how this opens. We're in London. Yes. We are facing some sort of nefarious bird monster. And we already have Rocky, Adam, and Aisha in what I assume is their first battle. Because they go on and mention about how 
you know, oh, is this our first flying monster or this or that or the other? It's definitely so we, one of their first few battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have Rocky, Adam, and Aisha as the new red, red, black, and yellow. We have Billy and Kimberly as blue and pink. And then obviously we have the legend himself mm-hmm. who just grabs the bird by the foot. <laughs> well, which is true. And I, I do love that. But what's really interesting is they set up a lot of dynamics here very early on mm-hmm. that we didn't get to necessarily explore in the show. Yep. One, the White Ranger is kind of overpowered compared to the other Rangers, yes, which yes, we did yes. get a little bit a little bit of that on the show. And reality is when it came to stock footage, we had Zhu Ranger suits versus Die Ranger suit. And so if you had stock footage, you couldn't show them together. So you had to shoot new footage. So a lot of times it was just easier to have Tommy off on his own. Yeah. Um, but here, and and so therefore he could handle more. But here he's clearly a little bit more powerful than all the other ones. So you have that dynamic. But then you have these three outsiders and learning about that. Mm-hmm. Tommy's also now in the role of a leader. And so just from a character build and like drama standpoint, they're sowing all these seeds, which is really good and pays off in the character development later on. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tiger Zord. Cause so far, at least in this first part of the story here, we only have Tommy using Saba in this mm-hmm. battle. Obviously this monster is normal size monster. Yeah. And we have a bunch of spider Z putties. Like why did Spider-Man give the putties his anyway? Well, I mean, there, there is a panel about that. And, yeah. and I do like that, you know, because Zed does come across as kind of, you know, uh, he was definitely terrifying before Rita came along, but he does yeah. kind of come across as one note. We're going to send the putties just like Rita did. So having him experimenting with, more newer putties and all that stuff. I think it's it's a way to keep the comics from feeling as flat as the TV show kind of did, you know? See, I didn't ever... So, you can go back and I think it's episode 45 that we did both of the... In episode 45 mm-hmm. of From the Command Center, we did a commentary and I believe we did both episodes, part one and part two of White Light in one podcast. Right. I never felt like when Zed showed up, oh, I'm going to have more powerful putties and they're going to have my logo on them and that's yeah. going to be the key to there. I never, ever felt that those – like I really felt the danger. Like they didn't know what to do at first. Right. To to beat them kind of thing. And in this, after this battle, this first battle, they go back to the command center and they talk to Zordon and everybody else goes away and Tommy stays and he and Zordon have a conversation about the – guiding light of goodness and white light and all the powers. And this is why I like this because he even says, I may even be a little bit taller. I can just, I know. I love that. I can just hear JDF in my head saying that. Uh, (laughs) But Zordon tells him the white light of goodness is a powerful force. I'm sure it will be some time before your body fully adapts to all its new abilities. But Alpha will keep a close eye on your power signature just to be certain. You were chosen for a reason, Tommy, blah, 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 to be a guiding light. Yeah. So 
I like that that's different and I like there's nothing like, yes, Tommy came in. I don't want to say like a wrecking ball, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I have really weird pop music in my head as we're recording this, folks. Anyway, uh, you know, he came in and he did the power thing with Saba. He even says in the battle, Saba, give me everything you got. And what I'm the reason why I'm saying it this way is what I like is he's trying to use his powers. He's trying to learn his powers. And this after scene with him and Zordon are like, you know, Zordon's like, you're just now learning this. You're not any superhero, any giant robot, any anything that has a new thing to them should not know immediately how to control it, use it correctly kind of thing. I'm not saying I want them to go off the rails and screw everybody. I'm just saying that it makes for better storytelling. Yeah. If you have the new guy, technically the new leader, with new powers, it makes for better storytelling that he is on a journey to discover all of the power that he will eventually have. Well, and, and you know, like I was saying, it, it is nice – you know, Tommy's had, you know, quite a few arcs, which, you know, Tommy always does. You know, right. this is the Tommy Oliver show starring, you know, the Power Rangers. Uh, but again, it kind of sets up a lot of things that uh, beyond, beyond this arc, we kind of get payoff. So Kimberly, Kimberly's in a different position because she's a veteran, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's trying to hold the team together, but she's trying to figure out this relationship with Tommy who's going through his own thing. Billy is, we start to see Billy kind of going off on his own and we start to see him interacting a little bit more with grace and that sets up some stuff later on. And then again, you have Rocky Adam and Aisha and what's really nice. um, So in this first part, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get more of the training. That's really a big part of this episode is those three Trying yeah. to not, you know, come to terms with their power and Tommy talking about, you know, Billy's like, hey, cut them some slack. You know, they're they're about as good as the other three were. Well, it doesn't matter. They got to be better. They got to be better. <laughs> you know, we need better. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the way that the first issue ends, 40, uh, or toward the end is we get an evil doggy Kruger. <sighs> I was like, wait a minute. When did they 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 trade in the blue Kruger for the red Kruger? But before, really quickly, I okay. I, I, I I do want to go into the next issue, but I have to say that every time, like he is now shown the first, you know, I won't strengthen their resolve with another hollow victory. You see yes. him from the back, you see him from the front, and I am not Rita Repulsa and. There's another panel. There, oh, there's a panel right before the scene switches. Instead, I simply change the rules. Oh, I miss Robert Axelrod so much. Rest May in the peace. Ma- yes, because literally I can hear him. He's not here anymore, but I can hear his Zed voice in my head as I'm reading this, and I'm just like, Oh, Lord Zed, I hope you are so much different in this comic than you were in the show. <laughs> he was badass in the show, but well, I'm hoping that he doesn't – I'm really hoping that Rita doesn't come – well, wait a minute. Isn't Rita dead in this universe? 
Um, I, forget, I, I I know Draken killed his Rita, but I, anyway, the point no, is no, 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 no. Okay, because we reconstitute all that. That stuff just hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, but you know what's funny is you, you know if you didn't watch uh, you know Lord Zed for the first time like as a kid, it was mm-hmm. terrifying. It was legitimately oh, yeah. terrifying. And they somehow, and this is a credit to the artwork and the yep. writing, that menace. Yeah, translates really well through the comic. Yeah, like it does. Just the way they lay him out, the the yep. lighting on him, like all of that, they do a really good job of translating some of that same terror that yep. that happened on TV through the comic, which is really yep. really good. Yeah, when he showed up in Mutiny, and you see him being, um, you know, debuted for the first time. Mm-hmm. His red pulsing stuff, and it looks like there's blood, and there's this, that, you know. It was just so chilling. And for, you know, a 13-year-old and however the hell young you were and whatever else, it scared the ever-living shit out of us. Yeah. (laughs) And here, it's just so – I love the art style. I love the colors. So good. Yeah, and we Maybe, get again. The comic really does a good job of universe building because you know we don't really get a sense that there's another group. It's it's mentioned a couple of times offhand in the show, but it's not until Turbo yeah. and then Space that we get the sense of this universe of yeah. evil and all these other bad guys out there. Yeah, um, but they do a really good job of incorporating that greater universe. Um, you know, because Zed calls in this guy again, yeah. the evil doggy Kruger. Yeah, um, Dane. And what I love yeah. about the ending of this first issue is I don't, I'd have to go back and see, but I don't remember a lot of Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. Just the three of them. There and wasn't, how, there wasn't much. I, I mean, there yeah. was more, there was more on the show leading up to the power transfer than mm-hmm. there really was afterwards. Yeah. So that's what I'm loving here that we don't need to see the power. Like we, for those of us who know, we know mm-hmm. we don't need to see the power transfer because technically the power wasn't transferred. I mean, it really was. I mean, Jason, Trini, and Zach are still Rangers. They're just different, whatever. But the point yeah. is, we're seeing Aisha, Adam, and Rocky after. And we're yeah. seeing them, you know, I, I miss Stone Canyon or this or that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really digging that. Which and, they're turning them into actual, you know, characters mm-hmm. instead of just three people who replaced these three people and we're not really going to give them a lot, you know. Really, Aisha, all she had was she's Kim's new best friend. No questions asked. You're just you're, we're, yeah. we're besties. We're going to go shopping. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Rocky was given nothing. You know, Rocky was kind of this goofy guy, but like wasn't like he was probably given the least of the three. Yeah. Adam had a little bit more to do, and especially later on in the <laughs> series, came more into his own, especially in Zio where he was kind of the set up as sort of the number two, um, you know? So yeah, it is nice to see them with more flushed out personalities, but the way, you know, but the way this one ends is very interesting too, is, you know, just as we're getting more Rocky, Adam and Aisha, 
we get a little bit more Zach, Trini, and Jason, yeah. and then flat out lying to their friends. And oh yeah, that yeah, that because they do this weird like scratchy TV background thing to hide where they are in the reception. Well, because it's the, still the 90s, so it's well, still, no, still no, terrible. True, but I understand that. I'm just saying that, that you know, on these... I think the only reason... Who's, who's holding the phone here? Uh, Billy. I think the only reason why Billy is holding the phone the way he is in his left hand is to hide the iPhone 3GS home button. On the- <laughs> He's holding the phone the other way because the speaker is on the right here. So it's like, oh, he's just hiding the Apple, uh, uh, the old Apple home button as he's talking, as they're talking to them. And then, like you said, the, the issue closes with... Jason, Trini, and Zach in red, yellow, black, and gray ranger suits on some unknown planet. Back to action! Yeah, man. Steve Jobs, I guess guess he's rolling over in his grave, isn't he? Right? Um, (laughs) Well, and that's the kind of interesting thing that they've done about this whole comic series is it's not really set in the 90s. Like, you know, that's where the nostalgia is placed, but you know, it is sort of contemporary. I don't, I don't think anybody ever date checks anything, but there are smartphones like the, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because that makes the communicators less cool. (laughs) The question is, do they, I like, I haven't noticed so far. Like I know they had them in the past issues in the past stories, but do Mm -hmm. they even still have communicators? Well, they do. And it only kind of comes up, occasionally it's usually used for more teleporting than it is like direct yeah direct communication. communication yeah so but i mean but yeah like that's kind of the problem is you know before they had to kind of explain like oh that's just my watch alarm oh that's this and now it's like oh you're talking into your watch big deal i do that all the time <laughs> You know what, folks? I'm going to say this, and I stand by this. Michael Knight did it first. God damn it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, So issue 42, I have to say – or issue 41, I should say. I have to say I love the main cover. Really? Oh, the, the three of them there? Oh, I yes. love that. That it's, is it's so a, cool. It is a nice piece of cover work. Yes. Um, which I think that's also one of the things that is like most consistent throughout this series too. Like there's some really good cover work going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes the, the standard one or the regular one, but there's a lot of really nice variants out there too. Yeah. There's so many nice variants and there's so many times that they constantly will do the helmet ones. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at, uh, I'm not jumping ahead for the story or anything, but I'm looking at issue 42. I love the issue 42 main cover, but they have a variant of Kimberly holding her helmet and it's the, it's the similar ones to what, mm-hmm. when the series first started. Uh, issue zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Issue zero. Uh, so I think those are just maybe reprints or something. Maybe they don't, they don't look different. But anyway, so that was uh, the, that was the thing that was really nice about um, when you get into Shattered Grid. There uh, were so many variants, and I, yeah. and I have um, I have Lord Draken. It's it's very reminiscent of the um, 
issue zero, but I have them holding, I have all six of him holding their cracked helmets. Yep. Um, I have those framed and on my wall. Um, there is a great artist on Etsy and, um, I cannot remember his name and I apologize, but he does the entire, he does every team just like that in that sort of style. Wow. And so I have on my wall, I have the uh, legacy, uh, um, gold ranger power staff and i have his version of the gold ranger helmet like that and it is beautiful that's amazing so sorry side note it's tangent there. no 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 absolutely yeah no that's that's what we're here for um because i would love uh, i was like man i i need a, a gold ranger just like the red ranger issue zero and i'm currently making a a, a power sword of my own and so that's going to hang up there and then I've got to find a decently priced issue zero cover that I'm also <laughs> going to hang because I had an option to buy to buy them when they came out. And I was like, that cool, that was cool, but I wasn't buying comics at the time. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm an idiot. Going <laughs> for like 50 to yeah. 100 bucks a pop. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. The reason why I like the main cover to issue 41 is that – and I like it in the trade – I yeah. do not like it in the actual physical single issue comic because you have all of the Power Ranger and the Bo don't get me wrong. I, I like the Power Ranger logo and the Boom Studios logo and the number. Right, and the right, right, right. With this, it is so clean. It is so interesting. You have Jason in the center with Zach on the left and Trini on the right. And this was done by Jamal Campbell. And I swear it's like, hmm. I wonder if he talked to J.J. Abrams because there's a lot of lens flare in this cover. Well, you know, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, I mean there is... I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there is, you know, there is some of that, I'm sure. Um, you know, a lot of these artists are, I mean, they're influenced by the movies they watch. I mean, that's why they yeah, can get no, these absolutely. great cinematic yeah. uh, covers and things like that. So... Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. You know, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So issue 41 starts off with, uh, we are on the moon and we are watching Dane. His name is Dane. So we don't need to call him red doggy Kruger, even though it's kind of what he is. Kind of like evil doggy Kruger. Just yeah, saying. Yeah. Technically he is a great Dane. Huh. Oh, uh, wow. So he and what I love about this new character is that he's these so-called tactics ridiculous. He's watching all these replays and he's watching apparently Lord Zed and Rita have filmed every single battle ever and Squat and Babu have cataloged them all, but this one, this first panel where you see Doggy sitting uh, Indian style on the floor, he has all this food around him, and I'm like, oh my god! Mm -hmm. How long has he been watching? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and I love that he he doesn't he he's one of those military type leaders that mm -hmm. doesn't give a rip about names like he's sitting here calling squat and babu the wrong names and i really feel sorry for squat and babu because they've really come into their own with this series this comic series you know, they're even not they've had even they yeah, yeah. Even they've had more character development i, I mean especially um finster 
Finster oh, yes. gets Finster, yeah. a, an insane amount of character development through this entire, like even beyond this, like it's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah it is it, very much so. So, you know, Dane wants to see everything and we cut to, I, I'm just going to say the Omega Rangers. We haven't got to that reveal yet, but that's what they are. They cause. are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're still having the conversation with Billy and Kim and all yeah. of that. And they're like, oh, let's, you know, hang out and find the perfect time and blah, blah, blah. And Billy looks like, uh, right, well, it was just an idea. Uh, you know, he, he senses something's up. Yeah, he knows something's up. But you, the look on his face is not only of, I wonder what they're actually hiding, but it also looks like a little bit of disappointment. For sure. Well, the thing is, too, with Billy, we got to also remember Billy's carrying some secrets of his own, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I believe I mean, I believe he is. Uh, and if he isn't by now, he will be. Yeah. And so that's also kind of I'm sure going to weigh on him a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, and I love the three of I love the Omega Rangers. I think they bought it. Really? No, not at all. Do you see Just, the way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And again, I love the three of them on just like I love Rocky, Adam and Aisha, you know, seeing Jason, Trini and Zach on their own. And obviously they will eventually come into having other team members like we're mm. just, uh, you know, we're just about to meet Kaya. Kay, I don't. I assume Kaya. Right. Right. Probably. Uh, yeah. Because you, you remove the Y, then she's named after a car company, which is not good to be kicked in the ass. Eh, you know. <laughs> uh, so we're meeting her for the first time. You know, they're doing, you know, they're at this safe haven place and they're, you know, helping out with the rebuilding and all of that. So, I mean, not technically a, a, a peace summit, but at least they're doing some good that is not necessarily superhero. Like, it's not fighting supervillains kind of thing. So, I think no, that's cool that they I have mean, a life. You know what it is? It is. They are. But, you know, it's not the peace summit that we Assumed. think they're at. But yeah. they are kind of doing some of those things. Yep. Oh, hold on. Sorry. They are doing some of those things. Um, which, which really is nice because it lends to that same, like hero helper personality that they have. Yep. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Ch -ch 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 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I... <laughs> I don't know about the inside of it, but Eternity Point, first of all, you're not a He-Man. Second second of all, you look like um, a boxed coin bat. Like, literally, I'm... XI has the worst timing ever, Eternity Point. I'm looking at this building of what their command center is, and I'm like, okay, I'll put a quarter in that door. (laughs) Like, serious. (laughs) Looks like a cheap-ass... Old ass nineteen seventies money bank. Uh, well, you know they can't. There can't be just another command center lying around with another floating head. Well, I, I wasn't expecting another floating head, but I was. Ex- I mean, there could be command centers all over the galaxies. You don't know. You need to get out and see more galaxies. Apparently. Well, I mean, I guess we didn't know that there was a. You know, there was a power chamber underneath. Uh, <laughs> underneath the command center. So you know, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's the backup in case anything goes wrong. But isn't this more powerful than it? Yeah, just, just stop, 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 stop asking questions. <laughs> but and why didn't we? it's it's okay. But you had those you had those ships like on a moon, just like waiting. Couldn't we have like that? No, 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 no. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it's yeah, and this whole Omega Ranger command center thing between XI and the emissary, I'm like, okay, who's in charge here? There can only be one Zordon like leader per team here, and you've got the blue emissary and XI or whoever the hell he is, nine or well no, technically but, eleven. But you know, but it is a little bit like a beefed up Zordon Alpha dynamic though, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like like it 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 is it it kind of is, you know, yeah. and, except you know Alpha's very wimpy. This thing could take your head off. Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, um, yeah. So I mean, it's not that dissimilar, and it's certainly one that they are familiar with. It's certainly a um, you know a, a dynamic they know. Yeah, and I love Kaya and Zach. Zach is like, is it just me or is he starting to make less sense? Yeah, he talks like a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I need to change that to my Facebook uh, uh, quote on my – because seriously, uh, like that's a Rita line. Rita may not be here right now, but really that's a Rita line. (laughs) I've got such a headache. Um, so we have some team building and we have them, you know, talking to, you know, the emissary or in Omega Ranges. It's morphin' time. Now, I – before – do you have anything to say before I talk about this morphin' sequence? Because I want to make sure that you have your say of what's happened to the point right before we get to this Omega no, morphin'. I- I think I'm good. I think I'm, I think I'm good okay. here. You you go into this. <laughs> My first thought as I okay, so 
you know, Jason says, oh, we will, Emissary. All right, Ra- Omega Rangers, it's morphin' time. Omega Earth Power, Omega Air Power, Omega Fire Power, Omega Water Power. Where's the heart power, man? You're supposed to be summoning Captain. Seriously. I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) Seriously. The first thing I saw, the first thing I heard in my head was the voice of Kwame with Earth. You know. Like. It's you know, just so it, 90s. But I will say, so this is one area that I think the comic doesn't translate as well as a TV show would. Yeah. Because with Power Rangers, on paper, the morphin sequences, okay. You know, I mean, it, it, you, you know, it's, you say it, boom, next panel, they're, they're morphed. On yeah. the TV show, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And so, but we can read the comics because we kind of were playing it out in our head. This yeah. Omega sequence, we've never seen it before. And so it feels a little lackluster. And I'm not crazy about the elemental thing. And I'm not a huge fan of their jewelry. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Going from a morpher to a, a, you know, a bracelet is a little... And I know you could make the argument that the Xeonizers are bracelets, but it's, I swear it's different. This is like going from, you know, a morpher to magic. And I'm like, I'm not ready to make that jump yet. So I like my Captain Planet and this aside. I like the visual of Omega Now, Omega Forever, where you see them. That's nice. Their- I like that. I love that drawing. I love the colors there. I think that's great. Trini, Zach, and Jason all look like they have upgraded versions, completely different versions, but upgraded versions of their original Mighty Morph. It's basically yeah. instead of yellow, instead of yellow and white or red and white, it's 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 gray with the, their colors. You look at poor. Uh, Kaya over here, she looks like uh, she's from um, oh, Tori, 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 Tori. Uh, the the blue, oh, uh, yeah, seriously, her outfit in this opening morph sequence looks like Tori's from Ninja Storm. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing does kind of evoke a uh, a feel of that, yeah, um, I guess. You know, but this is, but it's interesting. This is the first time in the series that we have invented new rangers. True. So we have deviated completely from the uh, from the continuity, and we're inventing new rangers. So, uh, and I think they do a really good job with it. Again, I'm not crazy about the design and everything, but I I, I think for what that what it is, I think it's I think it serves its purpose. I think it's cool. I think. Their original stuff is cooler, but you know, yeah. So they go out and do some battling against these weird looking V shaped Borgs or whatever they are. Yeah, we cut back to the spectrum with XI, and you know, so he's giving them kind of instructions on, on battling and whatever, and it's really interesting. Because they're on this, what's the name of the stupid planet? Um, Xernox 2. Yeah. 
Uh, and Kaya comes across this little girl where Kaya says, you know, we're, we're here to help. What happened? Who did this? You right. know, we, we have this whole thing and we have the, uh, uh, introduction of Garrison Vox and dun 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 the panel where he comes down and is in front of of Omega Blue here he kind of reminds me of a really really red version of Darkseid a little bit a little, little bit. bit I can see that yeah so yeah, I could see um, that. Um, you know, he's kind of a he's kind of a generic baddie. Yeah. You know, he doesn't there's nothing super like unique about him, which he's not he's I mean, he's not like the mega bad person of necessary evil. Yeah, so I think it's okay. I mean, he does have a little bit more of a beefed up monster of the week quality to him. Yeah. Um you know, and he does kicks their butts. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I love when he introduces himself. And what exactly are you? I hear Walter in my head. Super secret space ninjas, dude, or your worst nightmare. Take your pick. Right. <laughs> well, and I guess I guess we should because I believe at this point they have sort of outlined what the Omega Rangers mission is and what the emissary has conveyed to Jason. Mm-hmm. So. When Shattered Grid was put back together, when they fixed everything or tried to, Morphin Energy leaked out and inhabited uh, random people people across the universe and has corrupted some of them. And so you have people with essentially the power of a Power Ranger or in some cases maybe multiple ones, but no mentors, no idea how to handle it. And mm-hmm. so they're going and they're trying to deal with they're they're mopping up, they're cleaning up after after Shattered Grid. Oh I you know, I really dug what they were doing with now now that you phrase it like that, I feel bad for Jason Trini and Zach that they're just the janitors of the universe. Well, I mean they're tying <laughs> up loose ends. I mean, you know, you True. can say what you want, but they're, they're, that's what they're doing. They're tying up yeah. loose ends and they're trying to Ultimately, they're trying to save people because, yeah. uh, you know, they don't, they, I, their goal is not to lock everyone up, although that's mostly what they do. What they um, do, yeah. But, you know, their goal is to save these people essentially from themselves. Yeah. And we get to a point in this where they get Garrison to the point where they can, quote unquote, bottle him up. I am sorry. That bottle looks like a goddamn space dumpster to me. Well, I mean, it worked on Rita. Well, true, but uh, come on. I mean, we listen, we know space dumpsters exist. We know that Ninjor can be held in a bottle. That's true. So why can't these bad guys be held? Why no, can't, why I, can't I they have I, bottles? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad concept. Uh-huh. I'm saying uh-huh. that... Oh, wow. They're just renaming space dumpsters to these bottle things. Because uh-huh. look, at, look at that where they say we're bottling him up. Look at the design on the – it oh, looks no. – <laughs> Oh, God. 
So I'm they, not. I'm not disputing what you're what no, you're saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. I love the fact that these rangers have. You know, they're. It's another planet. It's a different. There are different species around. It's a different community. But mm-hmm. the fact that this little girl can come in and give Zach, you know, this colorful squid looking thing in a jar and she says the colors help you sleep uh, i wish i could sleep anyway yeah uh you know wish that worked on me but at the same time they still miss home and yeah. and all of that i just love I, i'm just loving this i you know i i make little complaints about space dumpsters and whatever but it's such a good interesting story it is, and it allows us – so what's really nice about this whole thing is it allows us to tell more incontinuity stories mm-hmm. with you know with things that are going on with the White Ranger, um, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha and that kind of thing. Yep. But at the same time, we get to explore the greater universe with mm-hmm. three people that we already know. So it's a nice way to, again, build on the universe but tell more – more stories. So I, yeah. I mean, I really am liking it as well. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, so I, so I'm liking it too. Yeah. And I am, as I've said in the other episodes, I am not like I, the whole reason why we even have mighty morph in March, 2022 folks is over Christmas in 2021. I was like, you know, I, I paid all my bills. I had everything taken care of. I had a little bit of extra money left over after I saved some stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, volumes 11 through 14 trades. Hmm, that's not that bad of a price for all, mm-hmm. you know, those. So that, you know, that's why we're doing this. And I was, you know, I mentioned to Jesse a couple months ago. I'm like, hey, you want to do this? He's like, sure, let's do it. So... Yeah, and the way this one ends with them showing off their bottle collection. (laughs) I feel like it's the what if corridor. Yeah, we are a little down that down that. Yeah, I mean, we are a little bit down that path. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, Yeah, that's a pretty honestly. That's a pretty good, pretty good you know, sort of tangent to say that maybe we're kind of in that, in that realm anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that. Once again, going into issue 42, Jamal Campbell's main cover. Absolutely love it. Rocky, Adam and Aisha mm-hmm. of them morphed, but that also has them with, you know, their eyes, their, you know, their yeah. facial expressions and so cool. Absolutely love that. We kick it off. In Angel Grove against the Spider Zed putties. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the sad thing is, in the one panel where Aisha's like, uh, Adam, holster the blaster, and she slices, I'm like, wait a minute. That body used to belong to Mr. Freeze. They made him a spider in Batman the Animated Series, so. You just cut off Mr. Freeze's head. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yes. Uh, so yeah, they're they're fighting Spider Z putties, and yeah. that's what this battle is. And they're you know 
we we see Tommy and 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 all of them doing this battle and and we see the uh, we see the the monologue because really what's happening is Dane is is observing them mm-hmm. and he's you know preparing because they know nothing of him yet. Yeah, so he's I mean this is really it's he knows that they're going to win, that the Power Rangers are going to win, but that's that's not the point. The point is he is getting one last little look at mm-hmm. how they operate so he can come and destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you know, as, you know, as they're celebrating and he goes on to say, huh, "Congrats on winning the battle there, Tiger." I just, but I just think you lost the war, and he goes whatever. Exactly, exactly. Cut off to, yeah. I'm very excited to see because I, what I am most excited because again, like I said, I I have not read ahead. I am reading these for the first time as we're covering them. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see Tiger's (laughs) art. Well, what's what's um. You know what's really cool about, and I don't remember if it's this one or the next issue. But, like, I like that we're getting more of the individual Thunderzords. We never yeah. got the individual no. Thunderzords with the exception of the Red Dragon. You know, we would get the Thunder Assault team, but they're all together. They're never working separately. So we're getting more of that. And I really, I really like to see more of that because, I mean, that's, as somebody who has a, an extensive Megazord collection, that's half the fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we go back to Safe Haven and the Omega Rangers and you know, they're you know, doing all of the Garrison Vox stuff mm-hmm. and and yeah. And I like what he says here. Uh, you know, you know, emissary says, Garrison, please, we know this didn't start off well, but we're trying to protect people from, from what? Taking care of themselves. You say I'm infected. I say I'm blessed. Right. I mean, there is, they do. What's really kind of cool with the Omega Rangers is they do get kind of a, like a moral quandary here. It's like, do they have a right to Mm -hmm. dictate how this power is used? You know, who who gives them the right to do this? Now, we know it's a Morphin Master. Like, we know yeah. who, but it's like, you know, you're a person, you know, it's like all of a sudden I gain the ability to fly and punch things. And then someone comes along. It's like, yeah, you can't do that. We need to take that power back. And it's like, screw you, dude. I'm going to throw you a flying punch right to the face. Right. <laughs> I've never met you before. Why do you have that right to do to take this away from me? No. Yeah. And again, this is more character development for Garrison. This is more character development for all of them. And we have Trini going out to basically the outside of the ship with Kaya. And, you know, Trini says, (laughs) you know, I really hate that you like to hang out on the rooftop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, this would freak me out too, but I love the way that Kaya is. I love the way her character is, you know, mm-hmm. where she's talking about, uh, her, her brother, 
she doesn't say little, so I don't know if he's older or younger. I'm assuming he's younger, but yeah, you know, he asks me, Kaya, where's the sun? Where's the this? Where's the that? And you know, she just loves shouting, "Wake up, sun! Wake up!" You know, <laughs> sky, whatever. Um, and oh, that's right, he would have been four, and he is not. Uh, you know, so you kind of get that that heart wrenching thing. But again, this is character building. Mm-hmm. This is this is a character that we can attach to now without needing to know 40 years of, of traits and things. So you, again, it's the storytelling that is, you know, really interesting with the various characters. It's just so fun. Yeah. They get, they get, uh, they do a really good job of, of, you know, kind of setting her up in sort of a quick, uh, a, a quick way, and then which plays into the rest of her arc, yeah. which you don't know about yet. Um, Not yet you will no. you will find will. out yeah. um, later on. Yeah. So I, I love that scene because again, it's and I love this thing that they do sometimes where it's one or well, obviously it has to be more than one, but it's you know it's two or three, mainly usually two characters interacting with each other, and you know they're either teaching the other character something or vice versa or whatever. And it's just such a good, good moment. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a good moment, holy crap, look at Amy Joe Johnson on the Great Wall of China. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other kind of cool thing is <laughs> that like, you know, they can't teleport everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so like they do kind of take advantage of the fact that like, you know, you can't, so we're gonna go for a jog on the great, you know, Great Wall of China. <laughs> um I feel like that is abusing your power a little bit, but you know, uh, why wouldn't you as a teenager? Hey, look, even at well, yeah, because this is Mighty Morphin March, I am now 42 years old, folks, which means I am the answer to everything, at least for 2022. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, even at 42, if I could morph, please, it would solve all my transportation issues since I can't drive. You kidding yeah. me? You know. Oh, yeah. Um, that is kind of cool, too. And again, I've talked about, you know, the, the way they build the universe and everything. But mm-hmm. um, it, it it is really nice to that um we have stories that take place outside of angel grove which is really mm-hmm. nice uh you know that is a limitation that we got on the show because of budget uh even though, like yeah. so much of angel grove looks like a japanese you know fountain or you know garden mm-hmm. um except for that one time when they were shooting the movie in australia and they had to shoot the show there but um you know uh it is nice so that you know we have more parts of the world. So it looks like Zed is really a threat to the world and not just the city of Angel Grove. Cause if yeah. that was true, then why would you ever live in Angel Grove? Exactly. That's why I said at the beginning of this episode so far, like I love that they start in London, mm-hmm. that they start somewhere that is more worldly. And, you know, you have here the scene with Kim and Tommy with the great wall of China and this whole thing that we're starting to see about Tommy, where he's not tired at all. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep and he doesn't this and he doesn't that. And and I love this. You know, she says, you're really not tired like at all. Nope. Now, come on. Last one to Ernie's pays. Sigh. Stupid new White Ranger powers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cute interaction with them. But again, it also kind of tells you where Tommy's he's kind of overclocked at this point power wise. 
Yeah. And the one thing I noticed about this entire scene, obviously she's wearing the color she's supposed to be wearing, but he is still wearing green. Well, you know, because, again, they go for a little bit more realism. Tommy hadn't had time to go shopping yet. <laughs> oh, Listen, he's... a good workout shirt's a good workout shirt, Mike. True, but, you know, and all as I, all as I can – Oh, all as I have in my head now, and we're not even there, and I don't even know if they're eventually going to get to this. All as I have in my head is Tommy with his Invisigem. Oh, sorry, I had to stop off at home. I didn't. I had to stop off at the store. I didn't have enough black in my closet. And, you know. We oh have- no, he said. He says it's something at the end of that episode, right yeah. after he gets it, and he's like, "I got to go shopping. Yeah, I don't have nearly yeah. enough black in my in my yeah. closet." Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. So that's going to be fun and interesting if we see that. So we cut back to uh, XI and the Omega Rangers. And apparently they have a level six threat now. And they're talking about. I, I do love this because Jason says the emissary, he just means the planet has a strange effect on morphing. We switched colors and, and we could hear each other's thoughts. Yeah. You could, you could, you, could? you never mentioned that. Oh, neat. You switched colors. This is Kaya talking. Oh, neat. You switched colors. Maybe I'll get to be the red ranger then. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> I, I just I think this is just so I'm just loving this the way that they're writing this and the mm-hmm. way that these characters and the places that they get to go. Right. Wow. And you know what's kind of interesting kind of talking about the the actual dynamic and I don't I don't remember if it's in these issues or not. I don't have them I had them in front of me earlier but I don't right now. Um yeah. but it's funny so their weapons. Yeah. You know, Jason it's a different type of sword, but he's got a sword. But Trini and Zach have different weapons that they have to go and learn. And what's yes. interesting is it would have been really easy to give Zach the hammer. Yep. And Trini the, the knives on a blade because it's close to what they had, but they flip flopped it. They flip flopped it. And I yeah. think that's really kind of a, a, a smart idea. Yeah, because they have to learn something new. And she even makes mention of it. Oh, I wish I had my power daggers right about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a nice little bit of a nod of like, yeah, yeah. You know, these new powers are cool, but it's not I'm, – I'm still not comfortable yet. Everything that they are doing with Jason, Zach, and Trini is awesome in my eyes. The only thing I will say, and it's not really a thing of – because they're not really using Austin St. John as a model for Jason. Yeah. And this is just a complete nitpick on my part. I just wish his hair was black. That's the only sometimes, but it is in other times. Like it's to me, I really enjoy it because it's more like my hair, which is a dark brown. (laughs) Yeah. You just want to be the light. Yeah. Oh, since I was eight years old, dude. Mm hmm. Yeah, but the reason why I'm saying all of this is because every time you've I've seen these these three rangers in this entire story so far, they look like amazing fashion show runway models in their suit, in their power suits, yeah. in their just general clothes, and now they're at this 
whatever party it is. And, you know, they're all decked out. Trini's in this yellow dress. Zach and, and Jason are in, you know, black and red tux kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They just make them look so damn cool, and it's awesome. I mean, that's kind of what the TV show sort of did, too. You know, I mean, those were those. Listen, those 20 year olds were not real teenagers. I was really disappointed well, when I got true. to high school and no one looked like that. <laughs> yeah, especially me. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. So, like, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I really wanted to talk about because I love the sort of like James Bond sort of spy little story mm. they're telling here. You mm-hmm. get, you get uh Darkonda, you start to see uh Elgar, you know, yep. it, you see all these future baddies in here. Cause again, it would make sense that they would be. And they're yeah. all bidding on this. We don't know yet. We, this thing. And yeah. then we find out that this thing is like a kid that can destroy a planet. Yeah. That's not cool. No, all. stupid villains. But yeah, you're right. You know, they're they're doing all of this, and they think they're 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 being sneaky. But the queen knows, and yeah, and yeah, and you know, and the funny thing is, because I've, I've mentioned this before, how I read the comic is I'm reading for the story first. Mm-hmm. Completely missed that Elgar was here. You missed that? <laughs> the first time around, it, the second time I got it, but the first time around, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Poor Elgar. He always gets the uh, the raw end of the stick. It's so weird, too, how he just sticks, he stuck around in the show, you know? Yeah. It, 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 you know, it was just, he, you know, they needed comic relief, so they're like, ah, we'll keep him. Yep. Uh, you know, so like I said, the queen knows the rangers are here, and then we cut to Bulk and Skull, and it's like I said, folks, next year is the 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's taken 29 damn years for me to feel sorry for Bulk because Why? Skull has a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. We haven't really t- we haven't really touched on Bulk and Skull here, but that is really cool that they are like keeping them in here, um, and they're giving them even them they're getting a little bit more plot development and Skull finding a girlfriend and Bulk dealing with his his jealousy and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like that's I, I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy that, and they don't do too much of it, which is what I appreciate. You know, I don't. Yeah, and and, and, I and them, but I don't want the whole comic book to be them. Yeah, like it's it's moments, it's little snippets, it's it's you know what I <sighs> blame the fact that I have the metallic Funko Pop Super Shredder over next to me. You know, smaller doses through future mutants kind of thing. And, you yeah. know, that's how I see, you know, Bulk and Skull. And the whole time that we've been reviewing Power Rangers here inside the pullback and on From the Command Center, we've never really delved into the whole Bulk and Skull sections of the books because mm-hmm. I like doing them by the trade. And most of the time, by the time we get to the end of one trade, it's like, oh, Okay, somebody got to go to the bathroom. Somebody need to eat lunch. Somebody need to go to work. Somebody need to do this, that, and the other thing. And it's not that I want to ignore Bulk and Skull. At some point, maybe I'll go back and actually just have yeah. us do a whole episode 
on the adventures of Bulk and Skull, but I do like that again, we're here at Ernie's Juice Bar and Martial Arts Center and the the the, the juice bar gym place, whatever. Right. And finished. we you know and, and we see all these people. We see, you know, Billy and Kimberly are coming up and we see Rocky Adam and Aisha and you know Kimberly's you know Kimberly you know Billy's like they never got back to me and Kimberly's like Maybe it's time to admit we're living in two different worlds now. She has no idea how on the mark she is. Yeah. But, you know. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, um, the other part of this, is, and, and again, it goes back to something I've said a million times, but, like, they are a part of this world. And so having them in here really fills out that universe. Yeah. And, it, and, and honestly, if you never saw the show, and picked up the comic, and it what and bulk and skull word in here. You wouldn't notice it. It wouldn't be no, that big you wouldn't, deal. Yeah. But since like this is really targeted at those of us who are nostalgic for this, yeah, it feels right. Yeah. And I like that you know Tommy's finally wearing a white shirt, and you know we get the morphin sequence i love the panel before they start naming off everything where it's just tommy yelling it's morphin time and it's all i just love that panel that panel fills my screen and it's mm-hmm. just so cool and you know we see the breakdown of it and we like this is a like if they did a full page like if they did a full page print of page 74 of them. Like I, this is a thing I would love to have framed. This would be cool. Oh, yeah. That would be so friggin' cool. I just, it's so fun and so cool and so good. Uh, and it's so very, very different. And they meet up with, with Dane and they try to throw everything at him that they have. And at all. Yeah, he basically, you know, the end of it is him saying, Micro yield the MP. Rangers, I should warn you, this isn't going to be a fair fight. Uh, he's honestly, and and we'll get into more of him because there's more of him in the, the next yeah. trade, but he actually ends up being a really decent villain for the Power Rangers, but also kind of a, a, a nice little foil for Zed because – He's working with Zed more than he's working for Zed, even though Zed thinks it's he's working. Yeah, yeah. The way, and I'm I'm not tied to this at all. But when Dane showed up, when when that whole thing where oh, you know, you shouldn't have pet him, or this, that, and the other thing, or you tried to pet him and whatever else, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole all the dog jokes that we'll be getting and whatever. He feels like an. Ivan Ooze that did not come in and take over. Yeah. He feels like, but I like him. I like Dane. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I think it's great that, again, this, even though Billy, Kimberly, and Tommy are originals, we have the new with Aisha, uh, Adam, and, and Rocky. So you need sort of a new villain for him. I mean, and, and I think it's great that they're going up against this guy and some spider putties or whatever, because yeah. you don't need a, like, this is a comic. You can tell a linear story. You can tell an ongoing story. You can 
do stuff without having to just, oh, we're go-. like, we haven't seen a single Zord yet. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're at the end of issue 42. We're, we're three issues oh. into this. No, I mean, we've seen we've seen uh, we've seen some Thunderzords. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't really seen like there hasn't been your traditional television not, show. Yeah, it's Zord. not been an epic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get into forty three. We start with Billy, and you know we weren't ready for this. And we get a recap of the battle and, and Dane's commentary, you know, Dane and Billy's commentary, just awesome. I know. Just awesome. I, I love this guy. This, this, like, so again, I use, even though it's probably going to go away at some point, because it keeps giving me errors every once in a while, I still use Comixology and I still use Mm -hmm. their guided view on their own website. Mm-hmm. I love the fact in the panel with the guided view as he's taking everybody down with Zach with the the the, the stinging bugs and um not Zach I'm sorry Adam oh, Adam I know who you meant it, and then Aisha comes in with the daggers and the one panel is his ear perking up and then he just kicks her away. <laughs> It's just such good art and such good storytelling. It's, it's, it's fun. It's what yeah. it's what the I mean it's what the show was. It's you know it's fun but there's enough you, you know the show was the show was like candy. You know you mm-hmm. get you get uh it, it it's enjoyable but this is a little bit more filling. Yeah. This is m- more to the point of what the shows can't like again, this is a comic book. This is right. written, scripted, drawn, colored, lettered, lined, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to say it. This is something that they don't have to rely on footage from Sentai or from wherever. They can, if they see it, if they want to throw it in, they can, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, because I don't know. Haven't read forward. I, I don't think these two things I'm going to mention are sure. Like they could throw in uh, uh, Titanus and Tor, you know, and it would look awesome because I'm leaving you alone. <laughs> <sighs> well, you already got a little bit of that in pink in uh, yeah. our, you know, the yeah, you know, that yeah, the, so you yeah. got a little bit of that, but yeah, no, I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just so cool. And apparently Tommy is his real target and yeah. Well, yeah, you want it because you want and and he says this toward the end when Zed's like, you let him get away. He's like, no, I I destroyed their leader. Yeah. And I let them pick up the pieces. Yeah. You know, he he's taken them out one by one 
And so now Tommy's hurt, but he's also psychologically, he knows he's not invincible anymore. Yeah, he knows that the White Ranger powers do have their limits, but the White Ranger powers are still made from the light of goodness, so they don't have limits. <laughs> they don't have limitations based on a candle or they're yeah. not temper that's that's you know, so that's that's good. Yeah, no, that is true. That that that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. We then go to so Tommy is is healing and he's on you know, bed rest and whatever. And we get to Breel, planet Breel with the Omega Rangers and, um, they can read each other's minds again, or for the first time or something. Uh, I like this. I think that this, I think is going to make them a better team. I I know it's just a temporary thing, but I think it's great that, I always wondered in the show, in in any of the, not just Mighty Morphin from 30 years ago, like when they're talking on the communicators or when they're talking to each other in the helmets or whatever else, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, as an audience member, we as a TV watcher, we need to hear what they're saying. But as a story point, don't the villains hear them? Like that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. So we get the Omega Rangers. We get them in battle with the Breel villains here. And the queen snaps her fingers and... Damn you, Cavanus! <laughs> so apparently the kid did something to her power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because everyone kind of assumed that she was the power and no, it was mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. She was just controlling him. Yeah. And so, yeah, they walk away. Uh, and, <laughs> and no, the evil queen is not hot. Man, mind reading is helpful, but dangerous. Uh, <laughs> we get to Kaya and Jason, and Jason is just like, he's not keeled over, but he's bent over. And she asks him how he's doing. Oh, I'm good. You know, just had my head bounced off a wall. I haven't been hit. I haven't been hit like that since Draken. Draken. And what the like? Wow. <laughs> that was a good. Uh, that was a good line, and that was a good panel. This panel is is wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a good panel. That was uh, I really, I really liked that, and it really, you know, it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was gonna, I'm gonna, I was gonna jump into something that has that happens next, but yep, good. No, 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 no. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I'm talking about like, oh, next, uh, okay, yeah. Don't do that yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to cut your head off, but at the same time, you know, I'm not one of these. Oh my god. You like the fact that Daredevil had a good action sequence in season one. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, whatever. So we get back to the moon and we get to Zed and Kruger. Not Kruger. See, now you got me doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk, you got me doing it. Got you monologuing. Uh Uh-huh. You got me monologuing. Uh Uh-huh. 
And, you know, this is where he says, you know, now we destroy their Zords. We, you know, hurts just enough. One of them cracks and then gives us Zordon and all of this. And Zed's like, well, if all that happens, I'll pay you double what I promised. And we have this amazing panel. I almost wish the word balloon was not there, but he, you know, turns around, uh, you know, side eyes Zed, no, you'll pay me triple. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, again, it's pretty badass. It is so badass. I, I, yeah. You know what, folks? I was having a really, really hard time when we recorded Beyond the Grid. I'm not having a hard time here because this, everything in this part one of Necessary Evil has been awesome. Yes, have I have we brought up a few little nitpicks? Sure. But it's not going to take away from the overall enjoyment of what this is. Well, and that, that was kind of what I said earlier. Like, this yeah. should have been the follow-up to Shattered Grid. Yeah. This should have been – all that extraneous stuff – it just didn't work. Yeah. And I'm not saying they couldn't have done it, maybe retooled it, but like to make that the main focal point yeah. and the main next major, it just, it didn't work very well. And they needed to just kind of move on. And, you know, what they were kind of trying to do, tying up loose ends with that other group out there, that's kind of what the Omega Rangers are already doing. So yeah. you get that dynamic with it as well. And we get the queen versus the kid. And I'm lost here with these characters because they're new and I'm not really. But I don't dislike it. I mean, I get it. She's the villain and he's her power source kind of thing. Well, so to be honest, I was a little bit too. And that's kind of the weird thing about where this like volume, this volume cuts off versus the next one. You get more you get a better understanding kind of going through like it, it there, there's some stuff that you just don't quite yeah figure out but it, it yeah you get it gets a little bit better yeah absolutely so and so basically they have the battle where they i don't think they destroy the what do they do the queen they ensnare her they trap her. i don't think they mm-hmm. kill her yeah uh, you know, and they free the kid and everybody's free and they say all oh, the Kedri are free and he explains of who he is and mm-hmm. how that, uh, what happened. Yeah. Uh, well he becomes, so he's an interesting, he is kind of a victim. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is. Whereas, yeah. you know, whereas we had the, you know, the other guy, he wants to use this power and he's using it in a way that they think is irresponsible. Yeah. This kid didn't ask for it and it it's causing him problems. Yeah. That's who they're trying to help. And it leads to some other realizations a little bit later on as well. Yeah. And we get back to safe Haven. And this is where everything we just talked about happens where, you know, talking about the kid and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like I don't I don't know like Kaya comes in and because they're again they're talking about all of this with the kid and she comes in and says I murdered my entire family while they slept if we were sticking to the rules I should be in one of the prisons too 
And the emissary says, what you describe is not murder, but tragedy. There was no intention, Kaya. Your conscience should be clear. Uh, I don't know about that. Well. I mean, <laughs> but it, it is. But again, know. it kind of goes back to some of these are victims. Like some of these people are legitimately victims of this yeah. power they can't control. True. Yes. Uh, and we end this trade on man. I don't know if it's because I feel like I'm 13 again, looking at Kimberly and just envisioning, you know, Amy Joe Johnson whoa, kind of thing. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm just saying. I had a crush on her. Everybody had a crush on Amy Joe Johnson back in the 90s. The point is, is we end this on. Kimberly leaving Trini or not as a Trini, yeah Trini a voicemail, mm-hmm. and we get you know every, you know she recaps everything that happened with Dane and what's going on with Tommy, and the fact that they're heading back out to face him again, and we could really use your help. I'm not asking you to suit up or anything, but um, I'm scared, Trini. It's just not the same without you guys, and I think everyone knows it. And the panel where I think everyone knows it, that is one crazed-looking Dane dog, because yikes. (laughs) And here is where we see the Thunder Megazord power up. And just, wow. I was really so not to not to deviate too much, but I was really the Thunder Megazord was always one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the look of that. I liked the, the the big green orb kind of on the front. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my uh, I'm looking at my toy version now. Yeah, um, I thought the Red Dragon was badass. Oh yeah, the Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish we got more. And actually, one of the. Re- Okay, so Die Ranger is a little bit different of a Sentai, but one yep. reason to maybe go back and try to watch some of that is you get more dragon mode footage, and it yeah. looks so awesome. Um, so I love that is one of my all time favorite Zords. Mm-hmm. Is is that now the the Griffin and the Unicorn, or they are, yeah. eh, eh. and the Lions a little meh too. They're not the best. I- I lo- the lion's uh, Adams, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mastodon lion thunderzord power. Yeah, I remember now. I like the lion and I like the dragon. The I'm just Griffin- talking about functionality, though. You know, yeah, like- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, out of the out of the five of them, the Griffin and the unicorn are kind of it's a downgrade from Triceratops and Sabertooth Tiger, but whatever. Yeah. So they have the fight against Dane, and he, you know, again, it's Kimberly's, you know, voicemail. You know, I'm sure we, you know, wherever this guy throws it us, we can take it. I just miss my friends, and I didn't want to not say that in case, you know, forget it. Just, just call me back when you can, okay? And to be continued in. Again, another panel that would be so cool to have on a wall with Dane taking this energy sword thing and right through that green. Yep. Right through the green old chest. Necessary Evil Part 1 is awesome. <laughs> I think it's it's so good. It is so fun. 
zero to five on the GCRN scale, it's a five. There's right. nothing in here that would make me want to not continue reading this arc. Uh, I'm right there with you. I give it a five. I mean, it's like I said, like I've said several times, it yeah. it should have been the direct follow up to Shattered Grid. Mm-hmm. And in many ways it is. And I think that's why it's important that they kind of start off with the previously on Power Rangers, you know, kind yeah. of thing, because basically they're setting you up for a lot of the stuff that, you know, has previously happened. You don't need you just need to know the very end of Shattered Grid. Yeah, the bare yeah, the bare minimum. That's kind of their way of saying yes, this. Mm-hmm. And then in the cover gallery in the back here of the trade, at first cover by Miguel Mercado mm-hmm. of him of Tommy pulling Saba. Oh, that is so cool! Like it, oh, there's yeah. like three Tommy covers right in a row by various artists. Actually, two are by the same artist, mm-hmm. and then we get. What I never, I never saw this. I never knew this. The A files, the Alpha files. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and read these kind of things because I have not read through these. I just assumed they were part of the variant cover things. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll do our own previously on next time once I get a chance to go through these things. But man, Necessary Evil Part One, very very cool. Yep, I like it. I'm right there with you. It's definitely worth worth a pickup. Um, and then, you know, if you read it, you're going to want to pick up Necessary Evil Part 2. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right, folks. I think we're going to get the heck out of here. If you want to, sir, where can the people find you online? Uh, best way is hit me up on Twitter at Jesse Rass, J-E-S-S-E-R-A-S. Uh, I'm on most other social platforms as well under the same name. So give me a like, tell me what you hated, all that stuff. You know, feel free to make fun of me. I'll just block you, whatever. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good times. That's because that's the adult thing to do. No, I'm always I'm always <laughs> up for a good Power Rangers discussion. Uh, I have I have a I have a young I have young children that I'm sharing uh, my love of the show with now, so it's fun to explore that with them. But I'm always I'm always down to talk with uh, with other fans about this kind of stuff. It is yeah. uh, you know it's big enough to get a comic book series, but you know it's still sort of niche a little bit out there. So I, I always well, enjoy meeting other fans. Yeah. I mean, when Boom Studios started this, when they got the license and everything else and they started, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and we had Go-Go Power Rangers. So they had two concurrent series running and I right. never I never felt the need – like Go-Go is for the – and I, I know it's not, but I'm just going to say it this way. Go-Go was for the kids and Mighty Morphin was for us that – you know, it was the darker story. I know they tie in – they do tie in – like this whole Necessary Evil thing. There are mm-hmm. tie-in events with, with with GoGo, but I never felt the need to read GoGo. Whereas now that they've stopped this series and they've moved on to Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers Unlimited, or just Power Rangers, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just loving catching up on these things and seeing how the stories are going to unfold. Yeah, and it's just a lot of fun. 
I'm glad they kind of they're they're down to one sort of essential storyline, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then they have other the the unlimited series kind of just jumps around and kind of covers other things because uh, I never really understood what the major difference between Goga. I knew the storylines, but eventually they kind of caught up to each other, and I was like, this is a little. I mean, it was nice. It was nice because of, you know, we we only get a Power Rangers comic every, you know, once a month. So it was like we got two, but I I didn't think it was necessary. I thought, you know, they they were kind of padding a little bit. I'd rather see one line and maybe two issues a month as opposed to two different lines and an issue. Um, You know, it, it just it just wasn't that different it wasn't different yeah. enough for me to justify in my mind doing that. And then when you're doing, when you're going back and reading crossovers, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's mighty Morphin issue 31, but it's go, go 15. And then you have yeah. it just, it just makes for a bigger pain in the butt when you're going back. Yeah. So I have, I, you know, since, you know, going down this road, I did I already add that? I don't know. Anyway, I've had uh, the Lord Draken thing in my in my wish list for a while, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Ranger Slayer plus the Lord oh. Draken, the Lord Draken one through three or whatever it is. Yeah, I just because again, I'm planning for us to do more of this once we get through the main series here to go on to the other one. I just added the Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers volumes that they have out Good. so far. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Ooh, Edge of Edge of is that just a one shot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Power Rangers Unlimited Edge of Darkness Secret Origins revealed for the first time ever discover true stories of two of the most popular Power Rangers characters, the deadly assassin known as Astronoma and the mysterious hero bearing the name Phantom Ranger. Uh, that's what I, that's what I got for Christmas. And yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but I will tell you. They promise you those two. One of them is a little bit more satisfactory than the other. But if you read it, but if you read it and pay attention, mm-hmm. you get more than one origin. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's other characters that aren't that are sort of there, and you get a little bit more of their origin stories too, and you don't quite realize it until like a certain point, and you're like. Oh, look at you being <laughs> sneaky. So, so there's more than those two in there. So it was kind of it was nicely written. I don't yeah. know that my answers were quite a, quite what I wanted them to be, but it was really nicely written. But at least you have answers. I think so far from what I've researched on on the Boom Studios books going forward, I think the only thing you don't have an answer for yet is the Zeo Crystal. Right. That's, <laughs> That's your big sticking point now. <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, I want the Zeo Crystal answered. And I would, you know what I would really like? I would really like, and I don't know that I've mentioned this on here either. I really want more Gold Ranger stuff. You know, I would love a little yeah. bit more of Triforia. What yep. happened after he left? You know, I would like, you know, like a, a you know, a, a trade just sort of on the background and the people of Triforia. I think that yeah. would be, re- I, I would really appreciate that. But, you know, I, I know I'm not necessarily the only person anybody's got to please so oh true but i mean it it, like again like i said at the beginning of this podcast and like i've said in every one of the boom studios episodes that we've done that outside of beyond the grid because it was a little wacky Mm -hmm. they've really gone above and beyond to give us 
what I would say mo- like JDF always goes on and on about he wants an adult series. He wants this, yeah. he wants that, whatever. To me, this even though they're still kids, there are more adult themes in these comics than there ever were in the show. Yeah, and I think honestly, this might be as close as we're ever going to get to that. I, I yeah. mean, it's just I don't know that there is enough universal demand for a series that slants a little bit more adult because you can't go full adult like that trailer with James Vanderbeek because then you don't have kids and kids you're going to make money off that. Um, so you got to find a middle ground and I don't know that you're going to be able to find a satisfying middle ground uh, for, for any of that. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, just kind of judging by the fact that that new movie that came out, which was good, I have problems with it, but it was good, but wasn't able to recapture that sort of fandom. I think that's kind of telling of what, of what it is because they did so much right. They did a lot wrong, I thought, but they did so much right that if you couldn't do it with that, then I don't know that you're going to be able to do it in a universally satisfactory sort of way. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is these franchises, Power Rangers, Transformers, He-Man, whatever, they most of the time have to bring in like the whole point. And I, you know, I'm not trying to take away from what the comic does at all, but the whole point of a lot of these companies like Hasbro, like um, Mattel, and Nickelodeon and and all these, all the toy manufacturers, Mm -hmm. all the major toy manufacturers that we have nowadays that have these licenses and own these brands and whatever, they're out to sell toys. And who are, are, you know, we can talk about this on Toycast all the time. And at at some point or another, you'll be on there, but it's one of those things where who are toys generally made for? They're generally made for kids. You know, and we live in such an age now where, you know, say your oldest son, his favorite ranger is Tommy. But say your youngest son, when he, you know, obviously when they get, when you're, when Nolan gets a little older, uh, you know, say his favorite ranger is Adam or, you know, Rocky or whatever. They can have their favorites and they can have the best. This isn't 1993 anymore. We don't need weird popping heads going from facial to helmet. Oh, God, I hated those figures. Those were kind of cool, man. I and it, they worked really well figures. with the command center, dude. <laughs> Point is, is that today's children don't know how good they have it because they have, like, literally ripped off the screen action figures kind of thing. All right, folks, we've been going on for so long now, and uh, it's time to close out this episode of Mighty Morphin March. You can find me on Twitter at TFU and Mike. You can find at The Pullbag and at Geekcast Radio. You can hear all the other information in the outro. Coming up next, we've got Necessary Evil Part 2, so join us for that next week as we celebrate nine years of The Pullbag. Make your great escape into comics. And may the power protect you. Oh, yeah. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullbag, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. 
There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at thepullbag and at geekcastradio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Let the power protect you.